Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, it's Herbert. Mm-hmm. And you're listening to the About Last Night podcast, you slippery little son of a bitch. Well, it finally happened. It finally happened. And by that, I mean uh, Stephanie Maddow, the girl from 90 Day Fiance, went to the hospital for farting too much. Let's backtrack. Stephanie Maddow from 90 Day Fiance, haven't seen the show, guess she's on it, started selling her jarred farts for upwards of, I mean, she was making 45 k to, to 100 k a week on <laughs> her jarred farts. And putting rose petals in to dilute some of the fart smell. Hey, dumb dumb, farts always win in the battle versus other smells. Um, you know what I'm saying? No one's gonna smell a little hint of daffodil in a toot. You know, no one. You always smell 100% fart. Um, that being said, you knew this was gonna have an unhappy ending, because that's how the world works. I don't think the universe was gonna allow her to get away with this, <laughs> this, this heist. This butt heist, um, this scheme of farting in jars and taking advantage of people who want to buy them. But look, where do you side? Do you go, hey, uh, how dare she take advantage of people who are fucking idiots? Or do you go, hey, how, uh, that's on you for for spending your hard-earned cash on a jarred fart. And I don't know what the perfect time to get a fart is as a gift. Never thought about it. Used to do it in cups to piss my sister off and make her smell them. That was pretty, that was awful. I feel bad about that even looking back. But she was also mean to me. You know, she'd throw high heel shoes in my back. Um, you know, I'd lock her in the garage. She'd fucking throw my spaghetti and meatballs on the ground, which if you know anything about being a fat kid and you throw your last plate of food on the ground, like there was no, there were no more spaghetti and meatballs. Like, that was it. I couldn't go back upstairs and get another plate and just go to my room. It was like I was running downstairs to watch, I don't know, Saved by the Bell the college years. And uh, and she fucking tripped me, and it went everywhere. And it was devastating. I can still remember it. Not over it, clearly. Um, but who do you give a fart to? That's the question today. That's the title of today's episode. Who do you gift a fart to? Now, we're entering a new year. 2022 I think it's only fitting that she was selling these in 2021 making hard cash money and then 2022 was like yo we're gonna stop you right here at customs at uh at the gate and uh we're gonna need to see your your permit your ID and your reasons for doing this and um she went into the hospital so here's what the article says Stephanie Maddow um has given up her career of selling farts in a jar after being rushed to the hospital 
Recently, uh, it was revealed that uh, in a TikTok video that she had an unusual side hustle. Of course, this being the bottled farts. Um, she was selling them as upwards to $1,000 a jar. The demand for her pungent product was so high that Miss Maddow was selling 50 jars a week. 50 jars a week. Now, here's my question. How many farts in a jar? Just one? That's probably, and how, you know, what's the level of fart? You know, is it just like, or is it, or is it just devastation island? However, the 90 Day Fiance star has had to give up on her lucrative side business after a health scare. Miss Maddow announced her retirement from selling farts after she was rushed to the hospital. I thought I was having a stroke and that these were my final moments. Holy shit. I was overdoing it. I thought I was having a stroke and that these were my final moments. Can you imagine if she did die from this? So sad and so hilarious at the same time. I mean, how could it not be? Who is who is telling anyone? If you're at her funeral, I mean, everyone's just looking at each other like, fuck, dude. Which, what do you think the last fart sounded like? I mean, like, what are the questions? Everyone's feeling bad, but they're also like, I can't believe we're here, and this is why we're here. To keep up with the demand, Stephanie Maddow had switched to a high-fiber diet of beans, eggs, and farts. No, I'm just kidding. And protein shakes. The 31-year-old said she had consumed three protein shakes and had a huge bowl of black bean soup the day she was rushed to the hospital, and all in an attempt to fart more. God damn. It was quite hard to breathe, and every time I tried to breathe, I feel like I was a pinching sensation around my heart. Yeah, you can't have that much protein, and no one is supposed to fart that much. And this just goes to prove that God is like, no one, no one on my earth will sell their farts and get away with it. And that, of course, made my anxiety escalate. She said, I actually called my friend and asked if they could come over and drive me to the hospital because I thought I was having a heart attack. Wow. So that friend, if they didn't know, now they know. I mean, imagine they just get in the car. Steph, what's going on? Are you okay? Yeah, it's just, I feel like I'm having a heart attack. I just had some black bean soup. That's it. Is that it? Well, and some protein shakes. Is that it? And some deviled eggs. Is that it? And some hard-boiled eggs. Is that it? And some scrambled eggs. Is that it? And some more black bean soup. Why were you eating so much, Stephanie? I don't know. I just like all those foods. And I'm selling my farts. What? It was made clear that what I was experiencing wasn't a stroke or heart attack, but very intense gas pains. I was advised to change my diet, take a gas suppressant medication, which has effectively ended my business. Wait a second. And here's a tweet that says fart jars are going digital. Today you can own an NFT. Oh, fuck that. It's the real thing or nothing, sweetheart. No one's buying a, a digital fart. I mean, cut. Cut to her making just billions. Anyway, that uh, that's that's how we're entering 2022. At least that's that's what I'm paying attention to. I know there's a lot more out there to pay attention to. COVID, Omicron, still sweeping the nation. Continue to do your part. Please don't be an idiot. <clears throat> if you feel sick, get tested and wear a mask and don't spread it and kill people. There's no reason to. <clears throat> um. Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm excited about 2022. I've made a list of goals. I haven't done that since I was 10. I feel the goals are lofty. I feel that my business in particular is so uncertain and there's so much flimsiness that you can only control what you can control. And I, I just have in the back of my mind, I guess, always of like putting my foot down. Things come up and I just decide I'm doing them. I don't write them down. Does that make sense? But this year in particular, I go, there's some things I want to knock out and and I don't want to wait for it to happen and I'm going to do it. 
And I made a list, and it's a pretty hefty list, but I'm pretty pumped on it, and I'm uh, hell-bent on seeing it through. And, and honestly, writing it down, and I'm going to throw, throw some love to my man uh, DJ Johnson for, for doing this, it, uh, I already feel like more on top of it just from writing it down. And he preaches that, that pen-to-paper mentality of, of trying to um, you know, put what you want to happen uh, into motion. So big year, 2022. Um, there was a trailer that was dropped, <clears throat> excuse me, yesterday for uh, the new Pam and Tommy show on Hulu, starring uh, Lily James and uh, Sebastian Stan and Seth Rogen. And I'm in it for three episodes playing Jay Leno. How about that? It's supposed to be incredible. I can't wait. Comes out February 2nd on Hulu. And then Young Rock drops March 15th on NBC. I'm going to Australia next week to film season two of that. Been trying to beef up. I feel good. I feel I feel in almost the best shape I've been in. Almost. I'm not eating as bad. I'm not eating at night, which is huge for me. That's like my biggest... That's that's what takes me down, is late night eating. And stand-up fucking sucks for that, because you're just out and about. But I've had a real opportunity these past uh, few weeks to get to bed at a decent time, and boy, does that make the world a difference. Because <clears throat> I'm just not waking up hungry. But, you know, then on the flip side, you go, all right, this is going to be a big year. I'm feeling good. Uh, I'm writing a lot. I, uh, I'm getting on stage a lot. I, I'm looking to fill up the, the tour calendar um, coming out of uh, Young Rock in Australia. I'll, of course, I'll be doing tons of shows in Australia when I'm down there. Last year, I was, you know, not filming very much. So I was doing four to five shows a night in Brisbane with uh, the young Australian crew down there, which I can't wait to kick it with them again. But, um, but you know, you go, hey. Things are moving in the right direction. Are they? And then all of a sudden, one thing can can put a, a, a click in your heel. I don't know if that's a saying. Um, but something can happen, and then you go, hey, I'm selling farts in a jar. I'm selling farts in a jar. I'm going to see just how far I can take it. I'm selling farts in a jar. I'm going to see just how far I can go with this business. Um, posting a lot of content on Instagram these days. Follow me there at Adam Ray Comedy and on Twitter. Uh, getting real into these TikTok acting challenges. I don't know if you guys have seen these, but wow. I'm getting obsessed. Oh boy, new picture of Britney Spears posted on Perez Hilton. She's buck naked. Man. What are our thoughts on Britney? She's out now, I guess. She's got full, like she is fucking, she's, she's out. She's, uh, she's ready to party, I guess, which good for her. Here's, here's what I'll say about Britney Spears. I, uh, <clears throat> I do think that, uh, that she is an incredible talent. I know that she lip syncs a lot. I don't care. I think she was good for music and the pop scene. When it popped, she helped pop the pop scene. Um, the fact that her parents had such a, you know, control, uh, so much control over her life is fucking, you know, that's that's crazy, uh, especially because of the life that she built for herself. But, man, didn't even know that was possible. And nobody knew for this long. It's like, I guess she just didn't even have access to a phone or had lost it so much that she couldn't send, like, a couple mass emails to people to be like, yo, here's where I am, fucking come get me. Like, she just been mind-fucked 
and Jedi controlled. You know, she was driving a manual and they put that shit in a stick shift. And she was like, what? What? I don't know what to do. That dad, that dad sucks. Did watch an interesting documentary recently. Speaking of court cases, uh, Elizabeth Holmes, the Theranos bitch. Have you heard about her? Who created this fake uh, (laughs) test that basically, I'll do my Elizabeth Holmes. So, hi guys, I'm Elizabeth Holmes and I've deepened my voice because I said that men pay more attention to women who talk like this than... Who talk like this. So, I made myself talk like this and actually... Uh, We created a thing called Theranos where a single prick of the finger can test you for every disease instead of vial and vial of blood. And the company was actually estimated at $9 billion, and uh, it actually didn't fucking work, and I just got caught, and I might go to jail for 20 years, but... But um, I was I was raped and everyone I was no, the, I didn't this wasn't my idea nobody I, nobody thought I would this was I this I didn't this I I didn't do this is it was is what her argument was in court, <clears throat> which is crazy. I mean, look, people always as well they should jump to the side of someone who claims being sexually abused. But hey, uh, Elizabeth Holmes, you are clearly guilty. You clearly were the brainchild behind all this, and this guy who was your partner in crime, yeah, he might have been a dick to you, but probably once you were clearly full of shit and he was calling you on it, is what I'm going to assume. Uh, but the jury found her guilty, I think, on four counts out of 11. 20 years in prison. Man! But then it's like, is it going to be a Martha Stewart prison? She's got so much money. Like, I, You just never know. These people can pay people off and... and Stay at a bed and breakfast and eat fucking hash browns and watch Prices Right. That's prison. If that's prison, dude, send me away and throw away the key. A lot of tour dates for 2022. Very pumped to hit the road again and uh, continue to build uh, the hour. Um, I'm working on a special right now that is in the can and we're editing it. And I'm really pumped on it. Taped it at the Punchline in San Francisco. My buddy Jahan is helping me um, edit the fuck out of this. And I... I'm not going to just throw it up on YouTube. I've got a couple irons in the fire, and I think it's pretty fun and special, and I want to get it out there the right way. So stay tuned on that. That is one of the uh, goals to to cross off in 2022. But a lot of new um, jokes in this new hour just in the past couple weeks. So please come out and see me. D.C., Arizona, Chicago so far in March. And uh, tour dates will continue to be added. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter, like I said, Adam Ray Comedy. AdamRayComedy.com for tour dates. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe to the About Last Night podcast. Of course, we closed out 2021 with Chevy Chase, Tony Hale, um, uh, Sue Bird, uh, Sandra Bullock, uh, Becky Robinson, um, John Kite. So many great episodes. Go back, re-listen to those. Fill yourself up on some goodies and some chuckles. And, uh, and let's fucking rock 2022. In that spirit, I want to go back and review because 2021 was a fucking crazy year and there's a lot of uh, silly news stories that got uh, swept under the rug. And I'd like to pull some of those up and share them with you guys. In a little segment I like to call The Funny Stuff That Happened in 2021 That You May Not Have Heard About. The funny stuff in 2021 that you may not have heard about. First up. Uh, here's a headline for you. A Michigan judge ordered parents who trashed their son's porn collection to pay him $30,000. Holy fucking shit. Over the years, 38-year-old David Working curated an impressive collection of DVDs and VHS tapes. 
While he could be described as a movie buff, oh man, that horde of antiquated formats exclusively consisted of porn. But when his parents threw it away after he left it in their basement, he sued them. While Beth and Paul Working loved their son, the couple was fed up with his extensive library, library of lust. This was not a matter of a few magazines and films, but a trove. Holy shit, if you're using the word trove in a sentence about porn, good God. A trove of 400 cassettes and 1,600 DVDs alongside a litany of sex toys. Fuck, what the fuck, dude? Working divorced his wife in 2016. Uh, okay, well, there's a key. That's what we call a clue. And subsequently sought refuge back home with his parents in Grand Haven, Michigan, for 10 months before moving back to Indiana. It was then that he noticed a dozen boxes of porn where 25,000 were missing and sued his parents for uh, surreptitious, surrep, surrep, surreptitiously, that's a tough word to say, destroying it during his stay. Uh, he said, I did not possess I do oh I do not possess your pornography. It is gone, his father wrote him. It has either been destroyed or disposed of. I may as well have missed a few items that are now in your possession, but at this point, if you don't have it, it is gone. Ditto for your sex toys and smutty magazines. Oh, if your dad writes ditto to your sex toys, that is a that is a low blow. And that's something you never want to hear your dad say to you. Ditto to your sex toys. Uh, hilarious. Remarkably, David brought the matter in front of a judge claiming that most of the collection was irreplaceable because the films were either out of print or had been made by studios that no longer exist. This guy's a true porn aficionado. Uh, and this August, U.S. District Judge Paul Maloney ruled that Working's parents owed him 30000 for destroying his personal property. Holy fucking shit. Making matters all the more hilarious, Maloney also ruled that the Workings must pay their son's attorney $14,500. This kid... Got the money shot that he was looking for. That's crazy, by the way. 30000 in porn. What is happening in your life, by the way? And what he needs to do is put all that money, go to Vegas or Reno, and put it on, I don't know, red or black, whatever whatever you're into. You know, if, he's, if he had more black porn, put it on black, I guess. Um, but uh, this is, wow. Um, and you know what? Hashtag Michigan, man. I've been out there several times. You know, look, every state has its own set of unique civilians, but uh, this is a very Midwest story. You know what I'm saying? You don't hear this shit happening in fucking Seattle or uh, or Phoenix. Um, but good on this kid, man. Took it to the parents. Bummer that, that that's probably the end of their relationship. I mean, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say he's not hosting Thanksgiving. Um, crazy. Good on you for getting your money back. Article number two, a London YouTuber who swore off men found love with her alien abductor. Oops, psycho table for one. Despite having beauty and talent on her side, Abby Bella's year began with a string of bad dates. However, after the London actress joked online about wanting an alien to abduct me, she got more than she bargained for. This sounds like a shitty movie trailer. And claims she fell in love. I'll read it like that. And claims she fell in love with an alien from an adri- an Andromedia uh, media galaxy. Bella said the paranormal visitation was preceded by harmless dreams of a white light. However, on May 31st, 2021, that glow is accompanied by a voice telling her to wait in the usual spot. Dis- whoop. Despite the, va- the vagaries of that order, she knew that she was to sit by her open window. When she did, the following evening, Bella was allegedly carried to a UFO by a bright green beam. She said she wasn't afraid even as five tall beings resembling archetype, archetype, archetypical Alien Greys welcomed her inside. Holy shit. In a hilarious turn of events, she even fell in love with one, but was told their feelings were forbidden. What the fuck? She fell in love, but the alien said, you can't, 
you can't love me. It's not real. We just abducted you to probe you. That's not real love. According to her gray-skinned suitor, alien and human relationships were strictly prohibited, but she said she was willing to give it a go. Oh, my God. Can you imagine an alien of all people being like, it's not going to work, babe. And she's like, please, but I've never met anyone like you. And the guy's like, no shit, I'm a fucking alien. There was one who connected with me, she said. I didn't get his name. Yeah, it was probably people, pop, people, pop, people, pop, people. Please, I didn't get your name. Oh, sorry, it's. But I felt exactly the same. He said I had to consent to go with them, but I didn't want to say yes in case they took me forever. Yeah, that's a good reason. Yeah. Uh, uh yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to go in case I was gone from the earth. She was thus returned to her apartment 20 minutes later. All right, well. Okay, so we know that the UFOs can make record speed and avoid all traffic. Ruining the realities of our earthly dating scene. In her view, aliens provide extra quality of care while men tell lies and have double standards. Wow. And for the time being, she says she's just waiting for her second date. You know what? Part of me respects that, as crazy as that is. Obviously, that's very crazy. But, you know, love has no, what is it? Color or love is blind. Love is blind, right? Yeah. So alien, fatty, skinny, dwarf, giant. I don't, you know, whatever fits your fancy. If it, if it ain't hurting nobody, good on you. But also, hey, you probably should have seen that through because an alien, I think, is going to provide you with. What are you going to miss out on if you go date an alien and go off with them? Your friends, your family, you know, you know. Earth, um, Carl's Jr., shit, I don't know. They probably have crazier shit, though, right? They probably got better fast food, better sex toys, better better Wi-Fi for sure. Story number three. A New Zealand city council fired its official wizard after 20 years of service. Huh? Said everybody who read that. When Ian Brackenbury Chanel, fucking great wizard name, first appeared in the town square of Christchurch, fake name, New Zealand in 1976, locals were befuddled and bemused. That's a made-up word. Standing on a ladder while dressed in a cloak and pointy hat, the self-described wizard addressed passerbyers and cast spells. Actually, I love this. While the police initially tried to forcibly remove him, residents protested in Chanel's favor. Chanel continued freely performing on a daily basis and was even declared a living work of art in 1982 by New Zealand Gallery Directors Association. His true legacy began in 98 when he was uh, accepted when he accepted the city's offer to become the official state-appointed wizard of Christchurch. For nearly a quarter century, he earned an annual tax-free salary of $11,000 from the city until October 2021 when the city terminated that contract. Determined to leave aesthetics related to the Lord of the Rings behind, the city council curated a new, a new tourism campaign that no longer had any use for the Wizard of Yore. And city spokesman Lynn McClellan said he would forever be a part of our history. So they basically fired a wizard. I mean, that's fucked. They fired a wizard. Uh, this guy said he hoped to keep his jobs, and residents rallied to keep to to keep him in the wizard world. But fucking New Zealand said, "Fucking, we're done with you, dude." I mean, being a wizard. Just making that life choice. Again, you selling farts or you a wizard? Pick a lane. But go all the way. Commit. Don't just do it as a hobby. Because both of those are specific professions. Tough to secure a first impression that way. Mark Saratella, shout out at Mark Saratella on Instagram and Twitter. We discussed the other day about securing first impressions and how tough that is for certain people. And maybe that's a disability. 
let's say you got a lazy eye or you're cross-eyed and somebody from afar sees that you're cross-eyed, but upon, when you get closer, let, let's say that like you don't, you're not cross-eyed, but you look like you are far away, so people avoid you. That's a disability. <laughs> you can't secure first impressions and that you should get payment for that. A Canadian singer accidentally inhaled the world's scariest drug and live-streamed it. Ooh, okay, you got my attention. On a warm June night, Rafaela Wyman stepped, stopped the smell uh, stopped to smell the flowers on Sunset Boulevard. The Canadian singer was on vacay in, in Los Angeles and strolling to a party with a friend when she took a whiff of a bright yellow plant that she'd never seen before. Now, where do we stand on that? Look, if I'm with someone who wants me to smoke a joint, I gotta audition their personality for what where that weed's coming from. Do they look like a classic pothead? Do they look like someone who grew it? You really gotta make sure you're safe and sound, especially nowadays with what's floating around in some of these... Uh, these these drugs, you know, I uh, don't do coke, and uh, so I'm I'm you know free of of any uh, you know discrepancies on that front. But even weed, man, you you just got to make sure you're getting it from the right source. Smelling flowers, you know, I don't smell all the flowers. I don't stop to smell them all, uh, metaphorically or uh, you know, in reality. But um, I guess if a flower looked delicious. I'd want to take a puff, but somebody would have to do it first, I think. I don't think I'm doing it on my own accord. Um, unfortunately, the flower she inhaled on the side of the road is called Angel's Trumpet. Dear God, that sounds like a type of weed that the guy who you like, who's giving you weed, offers, and you go, nah, I'm actually going to do this Coke. Because Angel's Trumpet sounds worse. Uh, apparently, it is notorious for emitting a hallucinogen so powerful it's known as Devil's Breath. Also sounds like, look, that was my nickname in middle school, but it's also... Um, because uh, I was allergic to toothpaste. That's not true. That was just a joke. Uh, but Mr. Tangan, shout out my eighth grade uh, PE teacher, did have the devil's breath. You can look that up. Uh, I don't know if he's still with us. RIP if he's gone. The narcotic is called uh, scopolamine, and connoisseurs have obviously dubbed it the world's scariest drug. Within moments of arriving at the party, Wayman and her friend began to feel its effects. Reduced physical agency and inhibition paired with sleep paralysis and terrifying visions. From a fucking flower. Isn't it crazy that God will create certain creatures and plants that'll just fuck you up? Like a shark. You know, everyone wants, everyone is like, dude, the ocean's for me to swim in and bodyboard and boogie surf and surf and boogie. And God's like, nah, you can do it, but I'm going to put some stuff out there that might fucking eat you. And and a lot of people are still like, cool, man, I'll, I'll boogie around it. But flowers, dude, I never thought that you could, that you could truly trip the fuck out on sniffing a flower. Uh, she said, I went to bed and had my first sleep paralysis experience. I thought a human entered my room dressed in black and sat next to me, injecting me with a needle that made me unable to talk or scream or move. Holy fucking shit. Can you imagine just for a second that you're in bed? Because I've had some gnarly dreams, and I guess those are considered nightmares because they were awful dreams, which is a nightmare, right? Is that how we do it? When you wake up and you go, I had a bad dream, then you... You should be like, I had a nightmare, right? You're wasting words. If I, if, When you say I have a dream, everyone always, because the dreams sound so, oh, just, I had a dream, I had a sex dream, I had a, an amazing dream, I was dreaming. I was, I, do, do you dream when you're asleep? Do, do you dream when you're not asleep? Dreaming is such a positive, there's so many positive connotations associated with dreams and dreaming, um, right? Every sleep aid commercial is like, Dream away your worries and sleep away your dreams and dreams and dreams and creams and and get all the dreams creams and have a mid midnight wet dream sleep dream cream. 
you know, but this is, uh, but this is, this sounds bad. She said, I was just lying there making quiet moaning sounds. Fucking shit. Oh man. I would, I, if I had that nightmare, I truly probably wouldn't go to bed for a couple days after that. Cause that's, that's a significant nightmare. That's like in uh, Get Out when he felt himself falling into the chair and he couldn't move and he started crying and Catherine Keener's like, yes, would you like some more tea and crumpets? Maybe Andy's trumpet or the Angel's, what was it called? Angel's trumpet? <laughs> Andy's trumpet. Can you imagine a weed? Hey, we've got uh, Devil's Breath and Andy's trumpet. Uh, cool, what else? We've got Clarissa's flute and Brian's clarinet. It's just all like fifth grade band related pot names. She said, I was completely freaked out. As a flower lover, I feel like I learned my lesson. Google before you touch or smell that foreign species. That was my high school yearbook quote. Stick to inhaling uh, my music, not a random flower you find on a street. Next article, we got a few more of these. How do you guys like this, by the way? This is a fun way to do the podcast. You know, obviously, I'm very guest-driven. I love my chats. I love my goofs, my in-live person, uh, you know, bits and, and, and tricks, but... Uh, this is a fun way to do it. So let me know. Let me know uh, on the comments. Hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at Adam Ray Comedy when we post these clips. If you dig this way of the pod, I think it's a fun listen. It's a fun read, too. Uh, next article The Italian Navy discovered a pig faced shark in the Mediterranean. Whoop. And this picture says it all. We're just talking about sharks. I don't know if I'd be less terrified of a pig faced shark. Probably. But then I think that's what they want you to think, right? They're like, oink, and you're like, hey, there's a pig in the water. And then he's like, psych, and you're like, oh, he can talk, and then he fucking bites your leg off. Whether searching for adventure, distant lands, or on the hunt for mythical beasts, humankind has taken to the sea for millennia. While naval officers trained to control, regulate, and defend territory, few train how to deal with monsters, as one group of Italian service members discovered this year. At least that's what they believed when they fished a bizarre pig-faced creature out of the waters on September 3rd, 2021. Stationed on the Italian island of Elba near Tuscany, they spotted a lifeless animal floating in the Mediterranean and stood uh, against uh, upon bringing it aboard. The creature's bloated body and pink snout were confusing enough. I guess confusing because you're like, hey, there's a fin, but it's got a pig face. I mean, I guess that's just a true conundrum where they're looking at him being like, so it's a, hey, guys, we've got the, that's my Italian accent, by the way. We've got the shark, but it's a pig face. It's a pig face shark. Is it a shark or a, fi- or a pig? Which one do we call it? Uh, do, we, do we make bacon or do we uh, throw it back into the water? Its enormous bulbous eyes, however, suggested, I'm going to get some letters, it was an undiscovered species. Uh, ultimately, however, researchers revealed the specimen was an angular rough shark. Oh, so it's a real creature. Formerly known as Octanos centrina, that's not right, the creature's cartoonish appearance uh, is indeed not only its humorous trait, um, not its only humorous trait. While, it's largely, uh, while it largely resembles a shark with the features of a swine, hybridized into its makeup, it also makes a cartoonish sound upon arriving on land. That's awesome. It's commonly called a pigfish because when it comes out of the water, it emits a kind of a grunt. Now, that's fucking cool. That's fucking cool. I would be very pumped if I heard a shark go oink. But that's just me. That's just how I was raised. I was raised to, to get joy from random shit. All right, couple more, couple more. An American geologist discovered a volcanic gemstone shaped like Cookie Monster. And skip... Who cares? I do care about Cookie Monster, but not that big into volcanic explosions. But, well, speaking of explosions, our next article is, this was, this is why, this is why we, this is why 
This is why reading is important and words matter. Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina-scented candles began inexplicably exploding. Holy fucking shit. Um, So as you guys may remember, uh, the coronavirus pandemic uh, lockdowns turned the 2020 holiday season into a bleak state of affairs. Uh, However, 50-year-old media consultant Jody Thompson and her colleagues um, thought that, uh, hey, we should... We should get a candle going called This Smells Like My Vagina. It was designed by Gwyneth Paltrow. And of course, uh, I threw up on Instagram that picture about how it was selling out like hotcakes. And uh, that's how The Rock and I developed a friendship, really. He commented on it and then started following me, or he was following me already. I tagged him in it. He responded. Uh, and and now we're homies. And now I'm on his, on his show. So, Gwyneth, I thank you. Um, so this candle came out and, uh, it has since grown into a company called Goop and, uh, $250 million brand that sells clothing, perfume, and the $75 vagina scented candle. Now living in a studio apartment in Kilburn, North London with her partner and two cats, Thompson unwrapped the candle and did it as instructed. And after trimming the wick and setting it on a coaster, she lit the candle and let its aroma waft through her home, um, which... I guess, is a vagina. So there's a vagina just oozing through her home. Then without warning, flames engulfed her living room. The candle exploded and and emitted huge flames with bits flying everywhere, said Thompson. I've never seen anything like it. The whole thing was ablaze and it was too hot to touch. There was an inferno in the room. We eventually got it under control and threw it out the front door. Can you imagine throwing a candle out the front door that that smells like a vagina? I mean, that is just... A walk of shame if I've ever seen one. When Goop itself learned of the incident, a spokesperson said they could not verify the product's authenticity as it hadn't been purchased from a proper outlet. Good response. Fortunately, neither Thompson, her boyfriend, nor the two cats were harmed. Hilarious. Can you imagine? There's a joke there. I'm not going to say it. Well, the fire did cause some damage. Thompson bore no hard feelings. It could have burned the place down, she said. It was scary at the time, but funny looking back that Gwyneth's vagina candle exploded in my living room. Now... Going back to when I tagged The Rock and said, hey, Dwayne, you need your version of this, which is a ball-scented candle. If the balls exploded, I mean... All right, next article. Um, What do we got here? We'll do a few more, okay? A few more. A naked woman drunk drove a golf cart through a SWAT standoff in Florida. (laughs) Florida is undefeated with batshit craziness. I mean, what the fuck? I'm not even going to dive deep into this one because I think it, the headline says it all. Um, but Florida, man, just never. Florida can't go longer than two weeks without making headlines. You know, obviously, when Trump was pres, it was uh, he was filling up a lot of of that uh, of those airwaves. But um, I mean, I immediately think of Florida. I think of the bath salts incident. I think of the kid getting eaten by a crocodile at Disneyland. I think of. You know, I used to do a joke in my act about a girl who stabbed her boyfriend in the stomach because he farted on her head. Um, so much, so much that Florida uh, has given us. And I think at some point there should be like an Oscars for Florida, like the, that call them the dum-dums, where we just give out the awards for the craziest person in Florida. Here's one. A drunk man reported missing in Turkey joined his own search party for hours. This is fucking great. 
When Behan Mutlu disappeared, his wife was rightfully distraught. The 50-year-old Turkish man had last been seen by his friends on September 28, 2021. They'd all gone out together and spent the night drinking in the province of Bursa in northwest Turkey before Mutlu vanished into thin air, only reemerging, only to reemerge helping out his own search party. Fucking hilarious. In a real-life scenario worthy of Charlie Chaplin's finest films, Mutlu had wandered off alone at night uh, and slept in a cabin in the woods by himself. Uh, quick shout-out to Atiba and Akka, who are uh, brilliant men um, from the Adam Devine camp that I met uh, and got lost during Adam Devine's bachelor party in, uh, in Lake of the Ozarks. Um, go back and listen to that episode of the podcast, uh, Breaking Down the Bachelor Party, uh, on Pot is Important, the Workaholics podcast, to hear that story. And when his wife and friends couldn't reach Mutlu for hours, they called the police and formed a search party. It was only after Mutlu woke up and began to find his way home that he stumbled upon a group of civilians in the woods who had volunteered to help police look for him. Unaware of their endeavor, he began quietly following the herd and keeping pace. So funny. Becoming utterly confused when they began shouting his name. I told them I was Behan Mutlu, but they continued to search. Wow. That's so funny. They they were like, dude, shut the fuck up. We're looking for Behan. He's like, that's me, dude. They're like, dude, stop. We're looking for him. He's like, but it's me, man. Only after his drinking buddies arrived and confirmed that Mutlu, who was <laughs> who was there that they were looking for, uh, and police and volunteers realized what had happened. Fortunately, rescue officials found the incident more humorous than aggravating and gave Mutlu a ride home. That's awesome. It would have sucked if they were so pissed and they were like, why didn't you say anything? He's like, but I tried to. Again, I don't do accents. Uh, and that does it for this edition of 2021 Funny Stories That You May Not Have Heard Of. I think I'm going to do that next week. Maybe the week after. Um, So look, L.A. right now is in a little bit of a weird place. Masks are mandated to a certain extent. People are still out and about. Um, Normal life, though, does feel more or less back to normal, which is crazy. Um, It's... I don't know how often you guys reflect on just living during quarantine and the pandemic, but man, uh, I was talking about this on stage the other night, how Tiger King was the thing that like brought us together, which is so crazy that that was the thing that everyone was like, yes, finally, fucking <laughs> a gay tiger molester, you know, um, or whatever he did. I, I tuned out after a few episodes. I was like, he's going to run for president and probably win. I don't want to be a part of this. Haven't seen the second one, by the way. Uh, I have watched some Emily in Paris with my fiance. I've watched some Sex in the City. Definitely uh, taken a little bit more consideration of uh, of what uh, what she's into show wise. Watched my first episode of The Bachelor, the full thing, two hours of the season premiere of this guy Clayton, who seems like a good guy, but every guy that goes on this is suspect to me. You know, because you're just like. You're, there's no way you're like really trying to find love. Or maybe you are, but you're full of shit telling us you are. And these girls are just, I mean, there's no, it's so, there's no way to genuinely uh, meet someone with all those cameras. And especially when the show's been on for now, like what, 50 years? Everyone knows the game and how they can turn it into a fame game, right? But this guy's name's Clayton and he's like, what's up guys, I'm... Clayton, I'm just looking to make the love of my life. And girls are coming out, hugging him, kissing him. There were some, a lot of great bad jokes that these girls said. One girl didn't even talk. They all pull up in a limo, I guess, which was uh, interesting. And they meet him one by one. And I was like, how many fucking cars are coming out? And my fiance was like, 30 more. I was like, sweet fucking Christ. The show is milking every moment. 
And uh, I get why people make fun of it because it's so make funnable. But uh, this one girl got out and didn't even speak. And he was like, I guess I'll see you inside and talk to you then. She was like, she just nodded. And he was like, okay. And then he was like, wow, that was that was spicy or something. He said, he said something really, something really not honest. He was like, that was, oh, she's exciting. Like, no, she, that's annoying. She didn't even speak to you. And she was like, I'll see you inside for maybe some words. Uh, other girls were shit-faced. One girl got shit-faced and all the girls turned on her, which was hilarious. I remember they all started talking shit and then one of them pulls the guy aside and they're like, hey, I just want you to know that this girl's hammered and she says she's not into you and that you suck. And he's like, she really said that? When did she say that? And then he pulled her aside and he's like, it seems to me that everyone's saying you don't want to be here and that you don't like me. And she's like, yeah, you fucking suck. And he's like, well, I don't, I think you need to leave. And then he goes back into the room and addresses all of them. And he's like, ladies, as you know, there's someone who was here that didn't want to be here and was making fun of me. And I told her to leave. If you don't want to be here to get with me, you got to fucking bounce. Everyone here. And then he was like, who, who wants to be here? And they all raised their hand and cheered. And he's like, that's what I'm talking about. Basically being like, who wants to try to fucking get with me? If you don't, then fucking fuck off. Is basically what he was saying. Hilarious. This show will probably never end. I mean, there's shows that just have no expiration date. Let's go through them. The Price is Right. Uh, The Bachelor. Uh, American Idol. Because America loves to try to make new stars. We don't like to wait for it. We've become impatient with TikTok and Vine and and just the, uh, the Tide Pod butt-chugging culture that's just like, gimme, gimme, gimme. I need content now. And if you don't have it, I'm on to the next thing. Here's, the, here's, that, here's that generation. Hey, uh, watch this. Oh, oh, sorry, my phone's not loading. And I'm on to something else because you're wasting my time. That's all it is to these kids. They're like, dude, don't fucking waste my time, man. I got two seconds. And if you can't deliver in two seconds, peace, dog. I found some TikTok accounts, getting into that a little bit more, trying to post these, you know, these, uh, these acting lesson videos where I do split screen acting duets on TikTok. People seem to really dig them. And, uh, they're fun because they basically they give you lines to say and I just improvise and make up my own script and act along with them still. And it's fun. It's just some way to create some silly content and put something out there. I also start doing on Instagram and on TikTok these uh, these mall TV things where I basically find these weird names of stores and malls. And then I do a quick teaser for a show that that store is the store is basically the name of the show. So there was a store in Vegas called Nahoku, which is like a Chinese restaurant. And so I was like, the tables are turning, but dad's dick is hard as hell. What do the kids do? Run to the garage or call mom? She's away on a business trip on tonight's Nahoku. And people are really digging it. Um, Anyway, uh, that type of show that people, I guess, what do American Idol and The Bachelor have in common? Train wrecks, right? People that you look at and go, oh, that guy doesn't have it together, it makes me feel better about me not having everything together, right? That's why I used to say, you know, desperate housewives, or real housewives, I guess, like you just, Kardashians even, you 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 hate watch. You go, God, these lavish lives look so luxurious and awesome, but then you're like, but they're also a fucking mess, and they're sad. But are they sad? Kim Kardashian has billions and is fucking Pete Davidson. And Pete's a homie of mine. So all I got to say to that is, good for you, dog. You've always been so funny and nice to me. And I hope everything goes the way you want it to in 2022. I'm signing off like that. Oh, real quick, my dad, who I've been talking to almost daily um, <laughs> to try to, 
you know, he's by himself. He's got his dog. He's uh, he's by himself, and he's almost eighty. So I'm trying to pick him uh, up and give him some 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 laughs and goofs on a daily basis. It makes me feel good. Makes him feel good. Uh, I told him I was watching the movie Old, the M Night Shyamalan movie, the other day. Which, by the way, what the fuck? You age uh, a year in thirty minutes. Check this movie out. It's fucking creepy as shit. I told my dad that he's like, I'm living it. He's like, I fucking why would I want to watch that? It sounds awful. Um, and then uh, today we were even talking about the the vaccine, and I told him I got the Kirkland Costco brand, and he laughed. And then um, he said, uh, you know, when I go to Australia, he's like, you're gonna get there before uh, you know Novak Djokovic, the tennis player, does because he doesn't doesn't want to get vaxxed. And he said, because you don't know what's going on in your body. And my dad's like, yeah, fucking, he's like, my body's such a temple, it's so sacred. And he's like, I got Banda Express last night. Clearly, I fucking am concerned. Just very funny. Um, it's cool to get older and go, oh, that's where you get your sense of humor from. My mom and dad are both very funny. My stepdad's funny in his own right. Um, but no blood relation there. But he's got, he's he's the mayor of Pun City. Do you know what I'm saying? Just all sorts of uh Puns and one-liners. Quick as shit with that, too. I wish there was some sort of competition to enter him in a pun contest because he would fucking crush. If anyone knows of any, let me know, please. Um, but M. Night Shyamalan delivered. I haven't seen a bunch of his movies, but old is fucking killer. And um, and also creepy. Definitely don't watch that on an edible because you will have nightmares and you will wake up thinking that you're older, which you are, right? How, how much do we age in a day, do you think? There's some days I wake up and I'm like, fuck, dude, my knee, I feel like I'm 55, which sucks, dude. To get to that age now, I'll be 40 in June. This is 40, man. Wow, that movie is now, I remember when This Is 40 came out, I think I was like 28. And now I'm going to be able to go back and watch it and be like, wow, this is 40. Except this is 40 for me, engaged, no kids, and, uh, and I still smoke weed. And I'm happy about that. I thought I was going to quit smoking weed 15 years ago, but you know what? It's my vice. Everyone's got one, you know? Fucking Jared the Subway guy. He had a vice. That didn't work out too well. Should have smoked weed. Hope you guys have a good uh, new year. <laughs> I hope uh, I hope your, uh, your stories don't end up on the internet like the ones we read in today's episode. I hope that, uh, I hope that you just find everything you want. I hope that you uh, treat yourself with respect, treat others kindly, I truly believe in what you put out comes back to you. Uh, be good to yourself. Be good to your fam. Strengthen those relationships that you uh, maybe skipped on during uh, quarantine. I definitely tried to do that. but uh, and, uh, and take a step back and go, hey, who are the people that really add to my life? And do I add to theirs? And if, if, I, if I'm not getting, I think everybody has friendships where you go, it's not fully reciprocated. And that's fine. But also you just get older and you go, there's, there's no point in having people in your life that don't want to be in yours, right? And and vice versa. I know that there's people that that I've uh that have tried to reconnect with me over the years and it's just, you know, you you go, man, it's 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 tough to do, you know, whether there's a lack of interest or a lack of connection, sometimes it feels forced and you go, this person's trying to create a, a relationship here. And I know I've done that, you know, and you take a step back and try to see it from both sides, but um Give time to the people that that matter to you and that give a shit about you because there's a lot of people, as I'm finding in this business, that truly don't give a fuck. And I'm loyal uh, to a fault and uh, and I'm nice to everybody and, and I give a lot of benefit of the doubt and I've been burned and, 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 and scorned in the last couple of years that, uh, that uh, has sucked by people I really look up to and admire. So um, 
But uh, you just got to press on, man, and control what you can control. That's what I always say. I got to be more of an advocate of my own advice. But control what you can control. Write down your goals. Follow through. Fucking execute the game plan and uh and be good to yourself and you know don't don't take things too seriously have a cocktail and smoke a blunt every now and then and watch airbud five all right love you guys see you next week on the about last night podcast goodbye baby seeking the truth never gets old Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.